family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you once again today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel here in Duluth, Georgia. Please hit that subscribe button when you're out there looking at us, our site. We would always appreciate that and let us know you're there. Each week we plan to uh, feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. Uh, this one today will be a little special for Gwinnett County. Uh, while all businesses have some kind of security issues, not all are about physical security. And we'll touch on that and related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today is Miss Amanda Pierch. And I got that right. You did. And see, it's not easy to train. Uh, Amanda is the Chief Marketing Officer for Business Radio X. And uh, if, you've, if you've got any kind of a Facebook account with Business Radio X or just about anything on it, every time you turn around, you're seeing this young lady pop up at just about anything and everything that has more than two people at it, uh, promoting uh, Business Radio X, doing an absolutely wonderful job. And, you know, not only that, she has a show of her own. So let me uh, start off by introducing, if anybody doesn't know, Amanda Pierch. Good morning, Rick. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I am so glad that you said you would be here and come on. Because, you know, your job is an interesting job. It, a lot of people don't really realize what goes on on the inside of a radio station. You know, it doesn't run without business, without uh, advertising, without people coming on to, to have a show. And a big part of your job, of course, is going out there and doing all this. Before I get started on that, what I'd really like to do is, who is Amanda Pierce? I know, you know, how long you been here, where'd you come from, where were you born? What got you into doing this? Well, I will tell you, I'll, I'll give you the brief uh, synopsis. Um, I was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Been there, lived there nine years. ABQ, I know, I love it when we get to talk about the, the land of the Zia Sun. Yep. Um, my dad works for Delta, so we were transferred at a young age here to the Atlanta area. Um, I moved to Brooks, Georgia, which is very near Peachtree City, which is also known as the golf cart community, and that's where I grew up. Uh, I graduated from Stars Mill High School, and I started doing a variety of things after high school, just kind of... Um, I guess boomeranging around, getting my feet wet. I worked at Panasonic as an administrative assistant, uh, sold aircraft parts, and just kind of floundered about until I found my footing with Cannon Gate Golf Clubs as a membership sales director. That's kind of where I got my va-boom for sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. I will say um, I did go to the University of North Georgia here in Dahlonega, and I studied medical assisting. Rick, I've done nothing with that since. That's an interesting uh <laughs> 
vertical Pivot. market. Yes. <laughs> so I come from a traditional family. Uh, my mom was an entrepreneur and a go-getter, much like me. And my dad um, was more about security of employment, hence working for Delta for 35 years. He just recently retired. Um, so we literally sat down and made a list of pros and cons about um, – fields that would be lucrative um, and, and remain substantial throughout my lifetime. And medical was obviously one of those buckets. So I pursued that. Um, going back to Canyon Gate Golf Clubs, I was offered a position as a membership sales director paying far more than the externship that I just completed at the doctor's office when they <laughs> offered me a role there. So I said, you know what, I'm going to follow my passion and I'm just going to dive in head first. So I was with Cannon Gate for three years and I oversaw three courses on the south side. I got to play a little bit of golf and that's where I kind of got um, into events and I started loving attending events, participating with the Chamber of Commerce, the young professionals, so on and so forth. Um, that served me well throughout my career in hospitality. I kind of transitioned into hospitality. You used to work for Sinesta, didn't you? I did. And um, I cut my teeth in the hospitality world on the south side of Atlanta in Peachtree City mm -hmm. uh, with a small group called Absalon Hotels. Um, I quickly grew out of that market and I started seeking other opportunities. And that's where Sinesta, where we're actually sitting here today, um, they recruited me via LinkedIn. And as you know, and as you mentioned, um, online presence is something that I put a lot of time into. I adhere to three, um, th I call them the three P's, Rick. My social media is always positive, professional, and promotional. And that's something that I, I hold very near and dear. Um, so through my positive promotional and professional LinkedIn, I was recruited by a um, service or company, staffing company to work at this hotel. And PPP is very popular. PPP, yes, <laughs> I coined the triple P before it was the PPP. Um, and ironically, Business Radio X is here in the Sinesta Hotel. So I met Mike Salmond through um, just my position here at the hotel and some networking events as well. Um, he quickly identified my ability to field business in the marketplace and he saw um, something that I don't think I saw at the time, which is what I could be, be behind the microphone. Mm -hmm. So communications and marketing and networking and sales have always been, you know, in my repertoire and being able to apply those in a whole different way through this platform is something that was very exciting. So rewind about two years, Mike was looking to expand his team. So at the time he was hiring a director of sales and marketing and I applied for the role and was interviewed. It was a grueling interview process, Rick. Grueling <laughs> interview. How many drinks? I was in no drinks and I was amongst 20 other qualified candidates with awesome. probably 10 to 15 years on me in the marketplace. Well, then I can understand why he picked you. <laughs> because I was a greenhorn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He could mold you. <laughs> he could mold me. Well, um, at that time, he offered me the position, and it's been uh, a miraculous ride ever since. We're that going was strong. How long ago? Uh, two years. Yeah. So we've been, and I'm, I'm so lucky and fortunate that he considers me his partner. Um, here in January, I received the promotion for the chief marketing officer, and I believe that's largely based on... Um, I'd say a really good job that we've been doing together, um, maximizing client and partner exposure in the marketplace, really helping, you know, um, ramp up the brand and kind of find different verticals and different groups to diversify is something that we've been able to do together. And it's been very exciting. Um, that kind of is what brought me to Gwinnett for your original question, Rick. So I moved here about four years ago um, for the Sinesta opportunity. And I'm a transplant Gwinnettian. I drank the Kool-Aid. I've been living in Duluth for those four years. I am looking for a home this year. So it might awesome. take me a little, a little further in one direction or the other. 
Um, but I think that you can you can see it's evident uh, my passion for what we do here and my passion for the brand. And I think that's why it's such a wonderful partnership because I don't have to put on every day. I don't have to pretend like I enjoy it or that I'm enthusiastic. No, it's obvious that you enjoy what you do. Thank you. Which is, you know, what's the old saying? Find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Absolutely. I got a feeling you're not particularly working right now. <laughs> no, I call it more service. And I'll tell you that's something that I learned from my mentor and friend, Mike Salmon, um, that through service, it leads to sales. So what our mission here at Business Radio X is to serve our community, to be an arm to the businesses, to be an arm for the nonprofits, much like you. You choose to utilize your time on this platform to serve other organizations and help get the word out. And that's really what we're advocates for the small business, not just small because we, we serve large corporations as right. well, but that coupled with, um, my gift for gab and my marketplace presence, uh, is just a perfect parody to kind of help propel this brand. Well, I know that from, you know, reading all your, your Facebook stuff, I, I forward it. I, you know, you're the best share, Rick. The one thing that I'd like to impress upon people um, is, especially people that have these shows, is if everybody would like these comment shows and, and comment mm-hmm. and, and at least like and share, even if you don't comment, it would do so much to help out every single person in this industry. And as you do that in these businesses, it generates business, it generates that, that social media mm-hmm that all you have to do is like and share and and it it promotes and builds and if everybody would do that on these businesses especially the people that have shows with you right they would do that it would be amazing what could be leapfrogged into yes and you're always so kind you even share you share everybody's posts other studios i love seeing that and i always comment thank you very much (laughs) well i do you're definitely all the radio x's and stuff i Mm -hmm. either like or share phoenix i like the rest of my share yes uh so, well, that's a good point. So Business Radio X, we are nationwide. So yes. you are seated here in Gwinnett, and I'd like to say that we are the largest and most social studio within the brand. However, we've got a very large geography. So helping spread the word is absolutely helpful to us. Well, and it's important to us that have shows with you. Um, I know Paradigm has enjoyed having a show. Uh, we've enjoyed We just celebrated your 100th episode yeah. not too long ago. Yep. And we've now partnered with... Um, Mana Fund. Uh, Mana Fund and their Food, Faith, and Feelings, which is on alternate Wednesdays mm-hmm. for me at the same time period. Dr. Jeannie's doing a wonderful job. Yeah, absolutely. Jeannie is a great lady. And, you know, it, it, she, the, her touch on the nonprofits on that end, it allows that, that, that reaching out and helping the community in some way to be every other week. Right. And then, of course, then when we bring on people, uh, I tell the story a lot of times that the original idea was to have this show, bring in people that I want to do business with. We'll talk. We'll build that first step relationship, which is a good. It, I mean, that's a fantastic way to do it. Mm-hmm. My problem is, is I have a tendency to bring in the people from. It's I'm not going to do any business with these right. people because they're nonprofits. They're just and they're politicians mm-hmm. or whatever that want to get the word out and but that's I, your give back i enjoy doing that mm-hmm. and it's special to me and occasionally i'll have somebody on that i might someday do business with or something but i'm not really looking for that uh as my wife will constantly remind me you're supposed to be generate yeah well i'm generating something i'm just not generating business but you're a part of the three comma club 
Exactly. Your listenership is the Three Comma Club. Well, and I think a lot of that, and people don't know what the Three Comma Club is, so you, you know. Millions. That's, that's, millions that's of listeners yeah. Rick has for his show. And I appreciate that plug. Uh, I, if, it's hard to believe that there's that many people that click in and, and do all that. I think if, if anybody it, would like to sponsor me, I'd right. love it. Come on, let's let's talk about it. I will say I think it's because of the caliber of folks that you host. You host such a wide variety of community leaders and, uh, like you mentioned, politicians. So during the time of campaigns, you know, people are campaigning for that uh, candidate, and it's just spreading like wildfire. So I do believe that those numbers are true, and I believe it's because the robust um, guests that you bring on the show. Well, like you. Yes, you, you have a show, and I know that's one that you need sponsors uh-huh. for, but tell us about your show. I know you've had some awesome guests on it, like Monica Pearson. Yes, I will, oh. happily, gladly. So um, Mike and I kind of had the concept uh, a little over a year ago about creating a show that just highlighted all the spectacular women in our community. Nothing against the fellas, but um, I believe that there is a unique caveat of women who um, just are humble yeah they're powerful and they're just you know leading and they just don't care to jump in front of um, the limelight or they don't promote themselves much like you and I were talking about before the show Um, so through our great network of the Chamber of Commerce and um, a relationship that Mike had with Terry Jondal from Mm -hmm. CAB Incorporated uh, she and I kind of put our heads together alongside Mike and she was passionate about our mission to deliver um, these women's stories to our community and we partnered and we created Celebrating Powerhouse Women, Rick. I think it's awesome. Thank you. And I'll never forget, I was seated at her desk, Mike, uh, Terry and I, when we came up with the name, we were kind of spitballing, you know, and that's half the fun. I'm sure you can attest when you came up with Case in Point. And as soon as Terry said Powerhouse, it's like my ears went, Wah! You know, and I was like, that's it. So we said celebrating powerhouse women. And the premise of the show was to do just that. So, of course, I highlighted Terry being the powerhouse that she is. Absolutely. Alongside um, one of her dear friends, Deborah, who had a very tenured career um, in hospitality with Denny's and just really had a great success story. So I hosted them alongside each other and that kind of kicked it off. So through people who have been quote unquote nominated for the show, we started this really unique kind of network. Terry um, gave me a list of women that she wanted to um, come on the show based on her network. And Mike and I had some women as well. And each woman that I invited on, and I'll name drop just a couple because you mentioned one and that was the highlight of my career. I know it was. Miss Monica Kaufman Pearson, who I grew up watching on the news um, in my youth. In addition- Didn't we all? <laughs> and that voice you'll never forget. Um, Charlotte Nash, Joy Mitchell, Gail Higginbotham, whom mm-hmm. we know well, Lisa Winton, Tammy Shoemate, just to name a few. So after they each came on, um, I then had the chance to spend a little bit of time intimately with them. And that's where I really got to learn a lot, Rick. I'd say that it was a little bit of a selfish um, piece there towards the end because I was asking them questions that um, I was curious about for my own personal growth sure. and development. So not many people can say they've had the chance to spend an hour plus in a room face to face with these women, but I have, and we shared their message and I learned so much through that experience. Each one of the women I asked when they left to nominate another powerhouse women that they might know because they're all in different networks than myself. So then after about the first, I'd say dozen episodes, it really kind of spidered and developed and blossomed into something beautiful that I never imagined it could be based on 
the power of network. Mm-hmm. Buzz got around, word got around, the celebrating powerhouse women, the hashtag powerhouse became popular. Yes, powerhouse. <laughs> At the Moxie Awards this year, one of the young ladies who was uh, the MC, she's like, you know that show is celebrating powerhouse women? And she like put a fist up and I was like screaming because I was like, what? And several of the screaming. women, oh, yes. Okay. And we actually broadcasted live that day from the Moxies. So we got to capture some of that. So again, the mission is just to share and it's their personal stories along with their professional stories kind of woven together to show the humane side. And by that, I mean a lot of these women are in C-suite roles, much like yourself as the president of your company and the conversation we were having prior, you have to maintain a certain essence in Mm -hmm. your role. And we kind of got to peel back the layers and talk about things that you might not ordinarily get to hear. Uh, Still keeping true to the message of empowerment, not just for women, but for young professionals or anybody out there listening that could benefit from learning about overcoming obstacles or struggles and so on and so forth. So we were um, going strong. We did it for a year. And uh, the turn of the year, um, as you mentioned, we are seeking some new partners that might be enthusiastic about our mission. Um, Terry is still a supporter, uh, just on a different level, shall mm-hmm. I say. And uh, Mike is kind enough and is passionate enough about my mission for us to continue moving forward with shows here and there until we find that right partner. Um, but it is something that I'll remember for the rest of my life, Rick, this year of celebrating the show or celebrating Powerhouse Women. I learned so much. Well, you know... <laughs> One of the things I've noticed about what I call powerhouse women, and, and you may or disagree or agree, is I've noticed that women that truly feel strong and, and, and confident within themselves, if someone comes up and says, calls them sweetheart or calls them hun or something like that, they don't get all bent out of shape. It's just it kind of rolls off of them. They accept it for what it is. It's just some old fart that's you know, being sweet that, that's the way they were raised mm-hmm. it, they look at it as a way people are raised and it's it's a, a compliment it's right. not a an insult they're not all woke as right. you want to say but stuff like that they it just it's like it's never even been done and and this and that to me shows the woman that has the strength enough of her commitments and her, of her personality and and who she is if she's going to worry about something, it's going to be something important. Um, you know, don't be crude and all that to them. But, you know, at the same time, they're people. Mm-hmm. And they're strong in their beliefs in themselves and who they are. They don't worry about all the small stuff. Right. The big stuff, they it's take care the of. Stuff. The small stuff, they just don't worry about. Like duck, or what is it? Like water on a duck's water back. On a duck's just back. let it roll right off. Exactly. And that, to me, impresses me about, you know, certain women because I was raised in the, I call people sweetheart and I call them hun and I'm a big hugger and all this kind of stuff. But it, it, it's, it's, it's a compliment. I mean, it's, it's just the way my brain processes. I don't, it's not meant as an insult. I think it's, it's cultural, like, too. It is. It's a culture that mm-hmm. I'm brought up with. I mean, I was, I'm a 50s kid. And well, and Southern, too. Like, Southern hospitality, exactly. yeah, is far different. You know, from Texas, New Mexico, all through the South. I've never lived north of the Mason-Dixon line, thank God. <laughs> Don't plan on ever living north of the Mason-Dixon line. Um, but it's just the culture, and there's nothing thought about it. And it's just... Uh, 
It's funny you say that because one of the questions that I ask all the ladies, I have, you know, the conversation unfolds organically and then give me their bios. So we kind of lead based on that. But one thing I do kind of ask gingerly because I don't ever want anyone to think that they've been looked over in the workplace because they're a woman or Absolutely. so on and so forth. But I do ask the gals uh, if they've experienced anything like that in the workplace, you know, based on being a high caliber woman and, you know, having to work in an arena of fellas, if they felt any, anything. And mm -hmm. the majority of them say no, just like you said, because they're of that mindset, none of, none of those things, they've not experienced any issues. They're um, strong enough and confident enough that they're not treated that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've got a backbone, and it's a strong backbone. They've got a belief, a strong culture in their, in their profession. They're good. The thought never enters their mind that they're going to be held back because, by God, I'm going to do it. Right. And that's the attitude of successful women. Absolutely. And just like you, you you've got this attitude that I'm going to do it. This is my plan, and this is where I'm going to be in five years, or this is where I'm going to be in ten years. Mm -hmm. You might not have got to 10 years yet, and I'm not sure you're old enough to be thinking about 10 years, but five bit. years, you're thinking you're pushing the I'm seven I'm thinking about my nest egg in 10 years. No, that I can And believe. that's the only thing I can really <laughs> picture, but the three and five, I definitely have within visible sightline. Absolutely, and you will achieve them because you are focused on what you want, and nobody's going to stop you from getting there. Thank you. And that's what kind of, that's one of the reasons I enjoy talking with you. Coming in here, getting a hug from you, because I just, one of these days, you're going to be these Monica Pearson <gasps> type people that, that so is going to be well-known around the area and well-known in the media. You, you're going to make a place, and I have no doubt about that. Thank you. And I'm going to say, I know her, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she knows me. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you, too. But, you know, there's too many women that let stuff get under their skin. They want to do something. They They think they want to do something. But they don't want to push the point of making it happen. And that's a shame. Because, and I, that's one of the things I liked about your show is showing women out there that you too can be a powerhouse woman. It's just a matter of how you think. Mm -hmm. uh, it is inside your head is where people defeat you. Not your abilities. Because most women have very good... I mean, do you, I realize full on how much it takes people say well she's just a housewife bs oh that's so much work staying home doing all that taking care of kids that is a career that is non-stop mm -hmm. day to day hour to hour and most women nowadays seem to have issues with just doing that and so you know if you can get past that and get past the thought process i see women every day that uh, that amaze me mm -hmm. and especially in my field you know i've got women that i've got as majors as captains mm -hmm. uh because they're there are no nonsense no bs type people right and uh, i've got a major right now ashley ashby that she takes she takes no prisoners but she's <laughs> she's confident in what she does she's compassionate in what she does she leads in what she does but don't take her off. Right. Uh, she's very strong-willed, and she just she's not into drama, as she puts it. Mm -hmm. that, and that's a I good like quality. that. Yeah. That is awesome. And she doesn't mind telling you when she doesn't like what you're saying or what you're thinking or mm -hmm. how you're. Not so much that as the direction, the choices that you're making. That's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, or 
That is a good idea. I'll tell you one thing I learned from all of um, the powerhouse women I've spent time with is you can't be afraid to fail. And that's something that we're, we're all apprehensive of. And that's something I have to tell myself, Rick, literally in going for that or trying to do this. You can't be afraid to fail. And I know that's all says sounds all fine and well coming out of my mouth but then actually doing it is a whole nother story mm -hmm. because through that process even of failure you're learning something you're acquiring a new set of skills your eyes are now open you can see something completely different so as long as you're able to get up and dust yourself off and i know that's easier said than done there are times where i just need to stew in it for a little bit before i can get up Mm -hmm. But as long as you still get up, it's fine. You sit in that pity pot for a little while. There, and get up you just cry about it. And you feel that way, and that's fine. But then press on. You can't wallow in it. Is what Most I'm saying. Most successful people have failed to some extent somewhere. It's very seldom you find somebody that is out of high school goes into something is a total success, and then millionaires or billionaires or whatever very successful businesses at that may most of them have tried something and it not worked and tried something else and it not worked they've worked for someone and learned something and then tried that and most of the time that's something that'll work right they dug in got down the ground levels learned and then applied it elsewhere and then applied it and that's what you've done thank you you've learned it you've you've worked it you've worked down mopping the floor so to speak and now you're out waving the flag. Waving the flag. So I, I mean, it's awesome. What? Uh, so what is your? You know, I know you kind of touched on it a minute ago. What is your five-year plan? Oh goodness. Well, I don't know that I can disclose all the details <laughs> as <laughs> it's sure. um, it's some things that are still in the work. But um, I would like to. Um, I will remain with the business Radio X family until um, they kick me off or until I, I croak until one of the two um, but growth definitely with the team that I am currently existing alongside um, I you hope may to, own it to one grow. day you never know I hope to own my own business in the next five years and have a really killer partner by my side well, you're gonna you're gonna turn it around on Mike you're gonna own it and let him be a partner no <laughs> um, Mike probably has no idea how much he has helped me grow throughout this process. Uh, I'm sure he probably does. But he uh, saw something inside of me that I didn't see. And again, put, put his microphone in front of me and this whole new person just came out. Um, but I believe in this brand, Rick. It's funny, before the show, um, I said I bleed Business Radio X and I truly do. I think you can see that I exude that in all that I do. Um, through my presence in the marketplace, just in speaking to people. So it's something that I foresee being a part of my life um, mm -hmm. until there is no more. Um, I've just seen the way that it helps people, the amount of people that you can reach, not only for you know ROI purposes, but just for community involvement, philanthropy. You know, you use it to highlight political people, also nonprofits. This is a catalyst for wonderful things. And I drank the Kool Aid, Rick. Yeah. Okay, what is that, <laughs> yes, Jim Jones? Did. I drank the yeah. Kool Aid, and there's no going back. So I will be a proponent for this brand and what it allows people to do. It's such a different approach than what it was back before this type of thing started with the podcast the original little little thing here on the internet oh yeah but the idea of promoting businesses through this and through the you know through podcasts right. and and on different platforms and there's so many platforms done here 
that I know that you, in addition to all that, you serve on boards. I you, do, yeah. You serve, you have collaborations out there. This is the first year. You know, so, <laughs> so tell me about some of that stuff that you do on the side. Well, this year I've dedicated the year to service. And by that, I mean participating in roles and serving our community in every way that I can. Uh, again, with our, our mantra through service that will lead to sales. Um, I was asked to participate on the board of advisors for the Gwinnett Young Professionals. That is awesome. Thank you. We had a wonderful event last night at the Stripers um, Stadium. I saw And we postings. yielded a great group. We had like 40 people. That's and it terrific. was very diverse and dynamic and it was great. I participated for the past three years just as, as a participant. Um, so I'm very, very grateful that they asked me to come in and help um, on the ground level and kind of uh, maneuver. It's very interesting. Um, being on a board is kind of like having another job. They, oh, they yeah. need things for me, Rick. I didn't know that was good. You just be don't get case. a paycheck. <laughs> and then kind of in conjunction with that, again, with uh, my orientation geared towards the young professionals, the Hudgens Art Center for Learning. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not on their board. I'm on a board of advisors that's trying to inter intertwine the young professionals. And um, I hope to do great things in Q3 and Q4 with them in a collaboration for I events. I love Hudgens. Yes, it's beautiful. Did you know they have a Picasso? Mm -hmm. I didn't. Right here in Gwinnett. And that's part of like, our goal is to try and drive um, people to the Hudgens Art Center. You know, a lot of people, young people, they go to Atlanta when they want to do something fun. Well, we have a beautiful art center with lots of activities lots of right here in Gwinnett. Kids. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to shine a light on. Um, it's wonderful how you get to meet so many different people and you get to spend a lot of quality time intimately with your board members with uh, your team the, on the board. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, new to me and I'm enjoying getting to serve alongside a lot of powerful people here in Gwinnett. You watch out. You give these guys five years and they're going to be in those C-suite seats. Absolutely. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. They can have mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, look Back at, to that succession yeah. plan. Yeah, absolutely. Back <laughs> to the succession plan. Well, all of that, what do you do for fun? You work, 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 work. What do you actually find to do for fun and to get the brain cells kind of relaxed other than, well, never mind. We will skip the margaritas. But Oh, I hate tequila. <laughs> I no margaritas for me. Um, honestly, it sounds sad when people ask me this question. Um, my mind is geared towards business 24-7. It's always, I'm a connector. So when I meet someone, I instantly, they go into a file or a category in my mind of how I can facilitate a connection with somebody else that might be fruitful or nurture in some way, shape, or form. Um, that holds very true to my regular life as well. Um, so when I'm not participating in all the social events for Business Radio X, which I also find equally fulfilling for my social life, I love doing Orange Theory Fitness. I see that on my Facebook. I know you do a lot of fitness. That's my kind of outlet. I can go and be my crazy self and hoop and holler, and my enthusiasm is matched in that environment. And it's one hour, and I just get all get get the wild Indian out of me. Love it. Um, my dog and I like to explore the great parks of Gwinnett, and I also like to dabble in essential oils. Rick, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. It's holistic. I'll tell you when I learn more about it. Well, that's going to be interesting. You'll have to. <laughs> I might have to volunteer. <laughs> I will was, tell you. I used some peppermint oil for a headache the other day, and uh, it worked very well. So. Awesome. The, the smell of it or so, just the oil? Well, I just put a little bit on my temples, temples right here, and then I like sniffed it, like huffed it, and 
It's, it's amazing great. what a high will do for you to get rid of a headache. <laughs> yes, it cleared my sinuses. <laughs> peppermint, peppermint high. All those pollens. Wasn't that something to do with a Beatles song or something, a peppermint high? No. Oh, but that <laughs> was one been. of the trivia questions last night um, for the young professionals. It was uh, one of the Beatles, and nobody in my group got that question right. Yeah, it, it's hard to believe the Beatles have been that far back. Um, well, I'd ask you what's your most, I think I will anyway, what was your most memorable event or moment other than Monica. Oh, I'm glad you asked, Rick, because let me tell you, it, it has it's a two part. It's In a twofer and it involves you. Okay. Oh, so the most memorable time for me was about a year ago when we hit a milestone on social media and you got to pie Mike Salmon <laughs> in the face, buddy O. You yeah. got to get him good. But then Rick my yeah, second favorite moment up. was when he got to bite you in the face a year later. <laughs> Those hold very high in the ranks of most uh, memorable times. They're definitely me. memorable for me on both of them, too, <laughs> especially the one where I got it. And we have that on video, guys. So if you'd like to go back to the archives on our Facebook Live, you can see both of those face pies in Mike, action. Mike talked about me having too much fun. I think that uh, I didn't have near as much fun as... <laughs> The the karma is he said is hell. The karma was there, boy, and, and capital Ooh, letters. <laughs> boy, it you got fun. it up his nose good though. I I got it everywhere. And you were both very good sports. It was fun, you know. It, it you always see stuff like that and you think about it, but you know, actually to be involved in it and mm -hmm. participate and have someone think enough of you <laughs> to pie they, you in the face. Pie you in the face. <laughs> Your team loved it. Oh, my team absolutely. <laughs> they did. relished well, in that. Well, I tell you what, you had an absolute ball with uh, uh, Mike did. when he got his. So. Yes, I did. It's a funny thing about people that are, are working for you or with you or mm -hmm. something. They just love to see you. Get, Delight. They just love to see you get pied. Hey, well, wanna, I want to interject. I know you're going to wrap up and we're, we're short on time, but I do just want to share. As, long as um, you want, honey. I'll share. I want to share with our listeners um, a, li a little bit about you, if that's okay. Okay. Oh, he's like, oh, what? So as we mentioned, we're seated here in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Hotel. And this is actually one of the properties that Rick's team serves with yeah. the security. Um, so I'd like to say that I know I see them patrolling around, doing a superb job, maintaining the property, maintaining the safety of all the occupants, so Thank on and you. so forth. And I see your cars in the CID marketplace as well. So I'd like to ask, you know, I know that you, you serve hotels and, you know, um, high value businesses, but for anybody out there that might be looking for some security services or some uh, extra eyes, who are the people that you look to connect with so that I can keep my ears and eyes open for you? Well, we anything out there that you see a security officer, and I don't call them guards, a security officer working, that's what we do. We do uh, patrols, uh, vehicle patrols. So property management, uh, anyone that uh, is in uh, facilitates a business that has a need for security, a lot of times it is uh, the uh, property manager or it is the facilities manager uh, you know it, it's hard to pick the person sometimes like with me if I was going to do something it would it usually it all comes back through the CEO mm -hmm. uh, otherwise you know it could be just the facilities manager that does a lot of it but anybody that has that has a security need a lot of people have security uh, most times when you when you go after a, an account or something, they already have security, uh, and that is that, that. But they're not happy with it. Uh, one thing that we do probably better than anybody else is the amount of training 
that we put our people through. We have our own training academy. I see that on Facebook. All of all of your team getting certified. That's exciting. Yep. We have our own training academy. We've got our own. We've got a couple of certified instructors. We got uh, weapons classes. We can do that for uh, people that are out there that want to go through weapons class too. Cool. Uh, we've got. Uh, we do. Uh, business uh, interactions with uh, lunch and learn type situations where mm-hmm. somebody wants to go in and talk about an active shooter or something like that have people talk to their employees we'll to kind of prepare for a hypothetical yeah, situation just, yeah. yeah just to talk to them about what to expect uh workplace violence mm-hmm. we'll come in and talk to them and we don't and it's not something we do as a charge it's a service that we just do to help people out We'll come in and we'll do and talk to your uh, workplace, and your employees, and and kind of tell them what to expect, what to look for, because uh, it's amazing what you can see when you're around people all the time. Mm-hmm. If you don't really, you're not really paying attention. Sometimes you can see what's going on and ahead of the time before the action actually takes place, right. and head it off and get some people some help. Uh, and it's not about getting them and getting them in jail as much as it is intervening and giving them assistance right. to help them through whatever crisis they're going through. Right, diffuse the, the situation. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's the kind of stuff that we do, but we do uh, homeowner associations. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I know that anyway. you have a long-standing uh, career formerly with the Atlanta Police Department, uh, if that's 25 correct. years. 25 years. So I'd say that your security team is well-equipped with knowledge and experience based on on your tenure my director of operations was formerly a police chief out west and uh so we've got a law and a lot a lot of law enforcement experience that we've melded into uh private security security. well i tip my hat to you i smile every time i see one of your cars drive by (laughs) oh i appreciate that (laughs) Uh we smile every time we see you drive by (laughs) you don't know what i drive uh you'd be surprised (laughs) you got eyes everywhere oh now listen Go ahead. I hear that a paradigm security covers more than just your <laughs> assets. assets. <laughs> That's my favorite line at your podcast. I wanted to use that as a line uh, a long time ago with my business. And my wife says, no, you're not going to use that. So when I started this podcast, I said, I'm going to close yes, with that line. I love it. And every time you end a show, in my mind, I'm saying it along with you. I know. And it, <laughs> it just, it just. I enjoy it's funny mm-hmm. uh, to me it's funny it's so a good tagline I, I, I get a kick out uh-huh. of it. I told her I said that's a great tagline it is she said no it's not so I not like proven it. or wrong so well listen thank you very much for coming on and talking about you talking about business radio x um it's been a very special time to get you on here I've been wanting to do it for a while thank you and we had this opportunity to come on and I just really appreciate all that you do and all that Mike does and for the community as well as for the people that have the podcast with you. I mean, we pay our way, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, y'all do so much support on the outside in addition to, you know, setting it up, pushing it, uh, uh, promoting it. I mean, everything is awesome. Well, thank you, Rick, because you are absolutely one of the best sharers around and we are, um, we are thankful to have you as one of our partners. Well, Appreciate it. Now that we've had our love fest on air, love fest, mama. Love. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I do have to give my plug though. If you guys aren't following Paradigm Security on social media, make sure that you connect with them. Oh, please do. Yeah, hit, hit that subscribe. Hit that button. subscribe button so you don't miss the beat. Absolutely, it's amazing what you can find out mm-hmm. if you're just listening. Just listen. Well, thank you all for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. 
Remember, you can join us live on Wednesdays at 1130 in the morning. We are alternating now with uh, Miss Burnett, with Dr. Burnett on Food, Faith, and Feelings, who will be on next Wednesday. And join that show, too. Uh, It's been a great partnership for our nonprofit part. Or you can even listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then, of course, click on Case in Point. And again, hit that subscribe button. Join us next week, or actually next week for uh, Dr. Burnett, and then we'll be here in a couple of weeks. And we'll talk about our business leaders, about security businesses, related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Miss Amanda Pierch. Thank you, Rick. And for the producer, Mike, sitting back there in the corner and playing with the radio. And I am Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more More than than just just your assets. assets.